Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast here on Rotogrinders.com. I am Chris, beer maker, Steve Prince. Joined as always by my boys, the OGs, Derek Farnsworth, Gomez Victorious, David Kaplan, a.k.a. Head Chopper. Boys, how we doing? How was week? What are we in now? Week 11? Week 12? How was last week? I don't even know what week we're in anymore, but an early happy Thanksgiving to you guys to everybody out there. Noto, let's start with you. How did last week go for you? Yeah, doing well. My favorite time of year, getting ready for the holidays and uh, going to be traveling to Nashville too this weekend, so I'm excited for that. Uh, as for last week, it was pretty good. Uh, ended up breaking even for the most part. Had a pretty good showdown slate uh, on Sunday night. And then uh, last night, I'm still kicking myself uh, for the Chiefs-Rams game. Um, you know, I ended up playing two kickers, and so, uh, yeah, that was pretty much my night. While they played well, I mean, you can't, you can't play two kickers when there's – you know, 50 touchdowns being scored. No, you cannot. Not a, not a two-kicker night for sure. So I'm kicking myself as soon as Sammy Watkins was active. I removed all my Chris Conley shares. So that uh, sunk my evening. But good last week. You know, I had some great lineups going. Unfortunately, you got, got Wentz on some of those lineups. Had Wentz and Ertz going and didn't pan out. So definitely a, a, a mistake there. We'll get to those as we go along. But solid week overall. Chop. How was last week? How'd it go last night? How's things going, my man? Last week was okay. Uh, I survived and came out came out slightly ahead of the game, and that's pretty good considering I had uh, my highest on player that I wanted to put in my lineups, Corey Davis. I had him all over on both sides, and I messed that up. So considering that debacle, uh, I feel pretty good getting out of there last week with a slight win. So uh, last night was interesting. I didn't. I didn't particularly cash. Kind of like Derek said, you, if you don't get a good piece of that, you know, those twelve touchdowns or whatever, you're you're in trouble. And I mean, those those freaking showdown slates are so peculiar. With one touchdown can swing everything. So, like the night before that on Sunday night with the Diggs touchdown, I go from not cashing to cashing extremely high in all my games. 
And it's the exact opposite last night. You don't have, you know, those touchdowns and all of a sudden you aren't cashing anything. So I'm okay with it though. It's time to move on, bounce back. This is a great week right here for sports. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't sweat those games like last night. You know, you're watching, you're currently winning. It could say 30,000. It could say zero the next minute. So that'll cause some heart problems. So I want to start with a pour one out. And I'm going to pour one out for anybody that had the gall to bet the under last night. You know, A, you just don't like fun when you're doing something like that. But, I mean, B, they, they, they almost hit that baby by halftime. So, to me, I thought that was easy cheese, bet, betting the over in that game. So, pour one out to all you under bettors in the Rams and the Chiefs. What a game. So, let's move forward, though. And we're a forward-thinking podcast, and we're going to take a look at the Thanksgiving slate here in part one. So we'll just cover those games here. We'll answer some holiday-related questions here in part one. So doing things a little differently than we normally do. And then we'll come back for part two and cover the rest of the games on Sunday and Monday. So let's dive in here, guys. Thanksgiving, we always know, starts with the Detroit Lions. We've got the Chicago Bears coming into town on DraftKings and FanDuel. We have showdown slates for each and every game. They start out small. 100000 here for the Bears-Lions, 250 for Redskins and Cowboys. Then we get a $1 million showdown on DraftKings for Atlanta and New Orleans. And then you have the three-game slate as well. Not A lot of nice tournaments. So we'll try to cover it from all aspects, but mainly focus on the three games. So, Chop, let's start with you. Lions, Bears, and the big news here, the injuries. You know, on Johnson goes down in Detroit. Could be some value opening up there, obviously, with Theo Riddick, LeGarrette Blunton in Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky dealing with an injury. Sounds like he should play, but something we have to monitor and keep an eye on. So kick us off here, Chop. 12.30 start, Eastern, Bears and Lions. Yeah, for, a, you know, the showdown on this is going to be interesting. You're going to have to make some decisions because obviously Detroit's – this is a tough matchup. Chicago's definitely proven to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. But on the other hand, Stafford usually – takes his Detroit team and they usually play really well on Thanksgiving. I, it's a narrative thing. I know you, some people don't believe in that, but they really play well on Thanksgiving. So it's tough when in, in the showdowns, you're going to have to choose somebody from the lions. That's just the way it is. So it's a tough one. But you, when you look at the grand scope of the three game slate, it's really interesting because the one big total on there is 15 points higher than the next game. That's the night game, Atlanta, New Orleans, which everybody's going to load up on, is 15 points higher than this Chicago-Detroit and 20 points higher than the Dallas game. So you got to take all that into consideration when, you, when you're building your three-game lineup. So Detroit, I mean, if people want to flock to Galladay this week, that's fine. I'll probably fade him. It's a tougher matchup. I definitely believe in him, but just not in this matchup. Theo Riddick's okay. Um, if Luke Wilson is healthy – I think he left last week. I don't know if he's doubtful, questionable, or what. But if he's healthy, he's a, he's an interesting target uh, just because they don't have very many other pass catchers. And if you think they take away Galladay, then they really are uh, lacking pass catching. And But Chicago's the interesting side here. Trubisky's a game cha- – a slate-breaking quarterback when he's on his game. This Detroit defense, I'm not super impressed by it. I think Trubisky could have a lot of success. I think um, – Problem with him is he's got five legitimate targets and you're kind of taking a guessing game as to which one he's going to hit. I kind of don't think I can play Jordan Howard anymore. He's not only touchdown dependent, but that's the only thing he does anymore to score touchdowns. And even one touchdown won't break you here. Two touchdowns 
probably won't break either because they're probably only rushed for like 30 yards. So uh, I think I can fade the Jordan Howard, but trying to pair Trubisky with one of his five targets is really difficult. Yeah, I think Jordan Howard's going to be a popular option. You know, 4,100, it's a nice salary saver. You know, everybody's going to be targeting that last game and trying to get in the, the Camaras and Julios and Michael Thomases of the world. And when you look at Detroit's run for the season, things don't look great. But over the last few weeks, it's been pretty good. You know, and I don't think it's any coincidence that Snacks Harrison arrives, the mountain of a man there, and, you know, kind of helps out, you know, shores up that running attack. So a couple notes on the tight end situation. Michael Roberts did get a limited practice in yesterday which is Monday as of this recording so he could be an interesting guy I really like Bruce Ellington guys steps right in and gets nine targets you, you know they need to go somewhere you know the defensive focus will be on Galladay so Bruce Ellington questionable as of this recording but if he goes I think 3200 great value on him so let's get over to Noto here Bears Lions what do you got buddy yeah, you mentioned uh, Snacks Harrison. If you look at their numbers over the last three weeks, they've been much better against the run, and they've been uh, the worst pass defense in the NFL, at least one of the uh, bottom three. So I love the spot for Trubisky, assuming he's able to suit up. Uh, just dropped 39 fantasy points against this same team in Chicago a couple weeks ago. Now gets him on the fast track in Detroit. Uh, so he's going to be my favorite tournament play uh, when it comes to quarterback in this three-game slate. I do think for cash games, you probably want to lean to one of the guys – uh, in the Saints and Falcons game. But uh, love Trubisky here. He just offers such a high rushing floor. And they just make – they have a lot of big plays uh, in that offense. So you can get uh, points quickly. And then uh, to pair him up, yeah, I'm not really sure what I want to do just yet. Allen Robinson did end up uh, having the big game against Detroit uh, earlier uh, when they faced off two weeks ago. So maybe they load up to try to stop him and we can go to some of the other pass catchers here. Um you know, maybe look at Taylor Gabriel. Anthony Miller seems to be, you know, involved in the offense. He doesn't see a ton of targets, but uh, they like to target him in the red zone. He scored in three of the last four weeks. Uh, so he's an interesting tournament play. Trey Burton's been quiet. I think they can get him going a little bit against the Lions defense that hasn't been great against tight ends. And I'm with you guys. I think uh, I'm going to be fading Jordan Howard. He did see 65% of the snaps last week. They're probably going to be playing from ahead. So I do think a lot of people are going to go that route. But he just hasn't been very uh, productive at all on the ground. And uh, Snacks Harrison's there, so I will give the edge to Cohen over Howard in that one. For Detroit, oh man, it's going to be ugly. I think you can certainly play the Bears defense here. Uh, Stafford has just taken a ton of sacks since they traded away. Golden Tate doesn't really have that you know, easy outlet uh, that he had before. So, yeah, not too interested in their offense outside of Theo Riddick. I think he's fine after burning a lot of people last week. Uh, but he didn't get the the, the snaps in the slot that uh, many people were thinking. So I'll go to Galladay. Uh, I'll take a little bit of Tate. And then whichever cheap wide receiver, uh, whether it be Ellington or Roberts, uh, I'll take a shot on them as well. All right. Now the three of us are known for our DFS chops. Well, let's add a little uh, sports betting in here. Let's, let's mix it up a little bit. So make your pick. Bears minus four. What do you got there? Yeah, I mean, I hate taking favorites on the road, but uh, give me the Bears. Chop, what do you got? Bears minus four in this one. Give me give me the over in this game. I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to pick go. against Stafford. There you go. I, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Lions. You know, the, the, the Lions generally play well on Thanksgiving. And, and the one thing I know about the Lions, they beat teams they're not supposed to beat. You know, they, they play down to the level of the opponent. That's why they get wrecked by the Jets on opening night, but they beat the Carolinas at home. They beat New England. They beat Green Bay. I think they hang in this game potentially win this game so give you know me the what? four points and the lions i'm switching 
Backdoor cover with a Galladay touchdown late in the fourth. There you go. Welcome aboard, my friend. All right, let's go to the, the game where outside of Chop, who I know likes Dallas, this is where I'm going to get my nap. You know, I'm going to get some turkey in. Come on, guys. The, the trip to fan is going to set this is, in. This is for first place in the I, division. Come I'm on. Gonna, I'm going to get comfortable. This is where I start booting people out of the house. And, you know, this is where I get my season before the Atlanta-New Orleans game. So, We'll, we'll get to Chop in a minute. He clearly likes this game. Derek, we're going to start with you here. Washington, Dallas, are you more excited about this one or are you going to be napping right alongside me? Yeah, I might be napping. Depends on what time dinner served. Uh, that trip to fan definitely going to be kicking in. But uh, my third and wrong for last week, Amari Cooper, I just was expecting a much bigger uh, you know, target share than he got. He only saw five targets, caught three of them for 36 yards. Uh, Desmond Trufant did a really nice job on him, and now he's probably going to get uh, locked up against Josh Norman. So, uh, yeah, don't really want to play Amari here. I think, you know, maybe people will feel burned and he'll be lower owned. But uh, if he ends up being 30% like we haven't projected for right now, then I'll probably look elsewhere. I think it's a Zeke game. Uh, they're going to be, you know, big favorites in this one. They're playing at home. Zeke's been awesome over the last few weeks. Uh, so I'll take Zeke in this one, maybe pair him up with the Dallas defense. Uh, you know, Colt McCoy don't really doesn't really scare me uh, at this point. Um, so give me, uh, yeah, the Zeke with the Dallas defense. And for Washington, there's nobody I really trust on this offense. Maybe take a look at Jordan Reed. Uh, finally got going a little bit. It took Colt McCoy uh, for him to have his breakout game. Still doesn't get a lot of deep targets, but uh, he does have a pretty good track record against the Cowboys throughout his career. So uh, probably just three options total for me in this one. Yeah, I'm about on the same page. You know, I want some Zeke. I want some Dallas D, and that's really about it for me. So let, let's get over the chop. He, he seems to love this game. He's he's going to fight through, stay awake, and watch this this battle in a 40-point total chop. So I got to see what's so exciting about this one. Oh, no. From a fantasy perspective, not very exciting. I'm not okay, going to well, lie. That's what we're talking <laughs> but, about here. What are we but, doing? You know, I like to. I'll, you know, this is for the division lead. Like I said, I think it's. I think it's interesting. So I'll definitely. I'll. I'll definitely be awake for this one. Just to. Just to root on my Cowboys. Uh, but uh, as far as the fantasy, yeah, this is really tough. The Dallas defense is solid, and they're at home. I. I guess you could look at Jordan Reed on one side. He's going to get a lot more work now with Colt McCoy there. Uh, is Dallas defense they? They seem to have all this talent, but they always seem to underperform when they should do a lot better. So maybe D Dotson or Maurice Harris get off in this game. You just never know. Like, it's going to be tough to sit there and load up on Michael Thomas, Kamara, Julio Jones, you know, all the good – at some point you got to save a little salary somewhere. So maybe it comes from the Washington pass catchers. And I would definitely fade the running game. I fade McCoy. On the flip side – not saying he's the greatest option on, on this, but it's only three games, so maybe Dak Prescott runs – what if Dak Prescott runs two of them in, which he's very capable of doing? He could be – for 5.2K on DraftKings on the three-game slate, he could be the guy who, who gets you there, you know, if he runs two in and throws for another couple. Washington's been known to have a very stout run defense in that defensive line, so maybe Elliott doesn't have a field day here. I've said it before, Amari Cooper – it's tough to go to a new team midseason and make an impact, and we're seeing that all around the NFL right now. Golden Tate's not making an impact. Demarius Thomas. Cooper is the one who's making the biggest impact, but it's not even a, that much of a real-life impact. You know, it's just kind of a decoy thing. So if we're being honest, okay, you know what I will take a chance with is Rico Gathers because the tight ends on this slate are pretty weak. I think I, even if I got a zero from Rico, 
I think I could still overcome that as, as long as Jordan Reed and Trey Burden stay out of the end zone. I can overcome a zero from Rico Gathers. And if something happens and they finally turn him loose, you could win a slate because of him. And the last name I'll throw out there is Michael Gallup. If he ends up playing in this game, uh, and I was talking to Tony this morning, Big T, and we both had the same thought that if he ends up playing, there there wouldn't be a bigger narrative this week than Michael Gall- than them let, uh, forcing Ma- Michael Gallup to get a touchdown, like forcing the ball to him to get him a touchdown after everything he's been through this week. So if he ends up being active, I'll play me some Ma- Michael Gallup because I think they'll do their best to get that guy in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I like that one. You know, you hate to, we're not trying to trivialize, trivialize things, you know, here. Obviously, a, a terrible loss there for him and his family. But narrative-wise, I think that's accurate. You know, and you look at the coverage, Josh Norman will spend a lot of time on Amari Cooper, you got to think. At 3,500, definitely like that call. So uh, let's take your pick here. You got Dallas minus seven and a half, or you can go over under at 40 and a half. Chop, what is your best bet out of this game? I'm going to take Dallas minus the points. I just think that if the defense plays out like it should against Colt McCoy, they'll have a hard time scoring, and I think they can muscle up enough points against Washington right now that uh, they can cover that spread. Derek, take your pick. Seven and a half for Dallas or 40 and a half in the total over under? Uh, yeah, that's seven and a half. Uh, you know, that's uh, that number right there. I'd rather have it be at seven or six and a half, but I'll still take the Cowboys and I was, I'd lean the under too. Feels like Vegas trying to get you to take the Redskins. You know, whenever they tack that half on there, you know, people like to have that little security blanket, the hook as it's known. So I'm going to make it a sweep here. Take Dallas and the points. I think they win by double digits in this one. All right, let's go to the nightcap guys. And, and this one should be fun. This is why you get that nap in in the middle of the day. So you can wake up fresh, ready to roll here, 820 Eastern. So you're going to have to stay up late, but it should be a good one. Atlanta and New Orleans. New Orleans, big favorites at home, 13-point favorites, 60-point total in this one. So, you know, we saw what happens last night. You know, we got big totals. That game went over 100 points. Do we come anywhere close to this one, Chop? Do we get 100 points here? Is this just another Saints onslaught? Do we trust the Falcons in this spot? I think this is obviously the game that's going to win or lose you things here in this in this slate, and obviously a million-dollar showdown slate on this one as well. So definitely the game of the week, definitely the game of Thanksgiving. What do you got here, Falcons and Saints? It's crazy that that Monday night game at 63 was the highest total ever, and then we come back four days later and we got another 60 on tap it 60 the burger NFL, baby see the nfl is is pretty it's pretty crazy with all the uh new rules this year but it's fun so that's good uh this game man this game could go a lot of different ways blowout you know a high scoring game it could go so many different directions so uh in analyzing the atlanta side of it i think uh, matt ryan makes for a fine play he's the second highest uh, priced quarterback on the slate behind drew Brees. And he deserves to be. Uh, he's he's had five five games of thirty plus DraftKings points this year. That's like I think I read something a couple weeks ago where they didn't have a quarterback didn't go over thirty points on DraftKings the whole year last year, and Matt Ryan's done it five times this year already. In addition to like Trubisky doing it four times and so on and so forth, and we see what Mahomes is doing. So that's pretty that's pretty crazy stuff. But if I'm playing Atlanta guys, Tevin Coleman stands out to me because they're going to be behind and passing. Julio's always a threat. 
Ridley's a little bit beat up. So if you think Lattimore is going to give Julio tough times, I'm going to look at Sanu because he's the, he's the third guy there. And I think he's the guy who could step up and be pretty big for a real nice salary. Uh, on the flip side, I'll probably end up fading Drew Brees for the fact that this could end up being a blowout. And I think there are better quarterbacks out there if that happens. So Kamara is your lights out number one player on the slate. From everything we've seen, the Atlanta defense give up to running backs. Uh, Michael Thomas is your hands-down number one wide receiver. I have no issues trying to force those two guys on every single team I do and build around them. Uh, as far as saving money here, you can definitely take some shots here on Keith Kirkwood. Austin Carr caught a touchdown last week. You just never know who Breeze is going to throw to in these kind of situations. So any of those guys are perfectly acceptable salary savers this, this three-game slate. Yeah, the same thought on New, or New Orleans. You know, if you're going to throw a dart, throw it with some of these cheap Saints receivers because they're going to get opportunities, especially in the red zone, like you said. So, you know, like those calls, I think Mark Ingram's still a phenomenal option. You know, the price jumped up at 6100 Still feels a bit too cheap. And we know an Ingram and Kamara pairing has done some damage. We talked about it last week. I think you can roll that out again this week and feel good about it. Would not surprise me to see them score four or five touchdowns on the ground. So, Tons of ways you can go here. Traquan Smith, another guy that, you know, was cheap, coming off a big game. That's one I may take an underweight approach on this week, Derek. So thoughts on that. I think he's going to be very popular on this three-game slate. Uh, thoughts there and then the rest of Falcons and Saints. Yeah, so just looking at the running backs in this slate as a whole, uh, really thin position. So if you certainly if you want to play uh, Kamara and Ingram, I certainly don't mind that. Um, do you guys know why they just continue to give Ingram all the red zone touches? I mean, he just gets stuffed at the goal line every single time, and they just refuse to give Kamara the ball. It's uh, it's pretty frustrating. But anyway, I do think you can play both of them because I don't really want to play, you know, running back from the Bears or the Redskins or the Falcons, really. So uh, I do think that uh, you can stack up the running backs for New Orleans, and then uh, the passing game obviously going to be in play as well. When it comes to cash games, I do think your quarterback should be from this game. Uh, you can have Drew Brees with the high team total or go, uh, you know, with Matt Ryan. They'll be playing from behind. So I think uh, both of those guys are in play. I agree with you on uh, Traquan Smith. I think it's a good spot to fade him. Uh, after that huge game last week, everyone's going to be on him, especially if he ends up practicing, um, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, coming off that, just that huge game, everyone's going to look to him. He's still cheap. So uh, yeah, I like pivoting to some of these other cheap receivers. Then for Atlanta, there is a direct correlation uh, between Julio Jones scoring touchdowns and him being on my main lineup or not. 100% uh, correlation so far this season. <laughs> Haven't played in the last three weeks. He scored three touchdowns. Um, I'm not worried about the matchup against Lattimore. Uh, in their two meetings last season, uh, he put up 149 yards and 98 yards. And Lattimore just hasn't been as dominant this season. We've seen a bunch of number one wide receivers have big games against the Saints. So I uh, love Julio. And, yeah, if you want to go with Hooper or Ben Watson, I certainly don't mind that uh, as a cheap tight end. And then maybe the sneakiest play in this game is going to be the Saints defense. Basically what we're looking for in a defense is one that's going to be playing from ahead uh, where the opposing team is going to be passing the ball a lot. I used this philosophy last week with the Saints, and it worked out pretty well against the Eagles. Uh, going to be going back to that well. So I do think everyone's going to be looking towards the Bears and the Cowboys deep. So my job here is to ask the hard-hitting questions. So are you going to be playing Julio Jones? That's what we need to know. <laughs> are you going to end the uh, touchdown streak, single-handedly end it just by putting him in your rosters? Yeah, I, I apologize in advance. 
boy. All right. Fade Julio, I guess, is the Thanksgiving treat here for us. So He'll still get 200 yards. He gets a lot of yards, yeah, I think. We, we got to keep that touchdowns. Can't you just stay away one more week? Can you do that for us? But – it should be a fun game, no doubt. A lot of ways you can go in this one. And that will wrap up the three gamers, guys. Any final thoughts? Any, let's do some bold calls here just for the Thanksgiving games. Again, we'll answer questions here in part one. I know it was a shorter podcast here, but wanted to get Thanksgiving stuff out to you guys nice and early. I know everyone's starting to build lineups. So final thoughts here, bold calls. Chop, anything stand out here on Thanksgiving you want to hit up? Uh, I mean, we covered all those bases. I'll give you a bold call. It's really bold too, but let's the things break perfect on these in these games, and the Chicago Detroit games ends up outscoring the Atlanta New Orleans game. Wow, that's that's bold right there. I like it. No, no, can you match the heat chops bringing to the table? Uh, I'm gonna stick in that same game. I'm gonna go Mitchell Trubisky four touchdowns. And uh, gets the bonus, whether it's 100-yard rushing or 300 yards passing. Nice. I'm going to say in that game as well. We'll make it a, a threesome here. And I think LeGarrette Blunt two touchdowns in that game against the vaunted mm. Bears defense. So, you know, somebody's got to score there, and Blunt's going to get his opportunities. He is very cheap, a guy I think you could throw some darts on. So, all right, that'll wrap up the football. Now we'll knock out some questions. Got some some good ones, some holiday ones. I was inspired by Derek's over-unders last week, so i come up with a few of those yes. as well. But from RG user Mill1155, now this is a four-part question, guys, so bear with me here. If each of you were running for president, who would you choose for your vice presidential running mate? Chop, who's the VP if you're running for president? Oh, man, that's a tough question. I mean, I haven't vetted everybody, but – I would say uh, right offhand, you catch me off guard, but right offhand, I think I think my guy is Big T. We're on a pretty similar plane of thought in a lot of different things. A lot of, and we, laugh at, we laugh at the same thing, so I know he's an all right guy. If we can make fun of Dean and Britt the same way, we're, we're in pretty good shape there. So I think I'd take that as my running mate, Big, Big T. Is, Big T is a good choice. Derek, who you got, vice president? All right, I'm going to go with uh, my main man, Birdwings. I've uh, been mm. close to him for many years, and uh, if you follow his Twitter, he's definitely into politics a lot more than I am, so uh, he could help me out in that area for sure. I'm going to go with our very own Derek Farnsworth, a.k.a. <laughs> Notorious. If there's a, a politician amongst the three of us, <laughs> yeah. Derek likes to toe that in the middle of the line, so I, I think he'd be good on, on fighting on both sides of the aisle. So I'll, I'll take you, Noto. All right, yeah, rank okay. in order your favorite – Movie quarterbacks. So some of the some of the options: Shane Falco, you know, from Replacements; John Moxon, Varsity Blues; little Paul Blake from Necessary Roughness; little Willie Beeman, Any Given Sunday; Paul Crew. Favorite quarterback from a movie, Eric. Oh man, this one's tough. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of these movies for so long. Um, I'll go with Adam Sandler in the one where uh, he got the Michael Irvin and those guys playing. Paul Crew. Uh, there you the go. Longest yard. Chop, you got a favorite movie quarterback? Whew. I, if I was going to narrow this list down, I would say I think, I think my favorite from the movies, not from the TV, but from the movies, I'm going to go Lance Arbor, Varsity yes. Blues. That was the breakout. Well, not that wasn't even the breakout role, but that was the first role I've, we've ever seen. Uh, was it Paul Walker? Yep. 
Yeah, that was his first role ever. That dude was cool as ice, man. I, you got and then and then a runner up would be Sunshine from Remember the Titans, boy. He had a Ooh, cannon on him. <laughs> he had a cannon. He, he nailed he nailed Bertier from about forty yards out. I remember that one. Yeah, Sunshine. That's that's probably my favorite. I'm gonna I'm gonna go wide receiver. I'm gonna go right back to Varsity Blues with Tweeter, man. Oh, for Tweeter sure. Was my guy, dude. That that's a great movie. So a lot of options in that one. Old Billy Bob, great movie. So. Question number three, simple. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> Chop, what do you think? You know, this is crazy stuff here, but I'm not, I'm not, I cannot give you an opinion on that because I've never seen the movie. Oh, wow. Yep, I know. Oh. <laughs> yep. That must have, can, can somebody any give me them? A, Any can, of them? Can somebody give me a year? No, I've never seen none of them. Can somebody give me a year on when it was released? Because that would tell you that would tell you a lot as to why I never saw it. Chop, it, it had to be on, an early man. '90s movie or something. I'm gonna right? look it up right now. My goodness! I mean, there was a point in there was a, yeah, there was a point in time. You know, I wasn't really worried about movies too much, so that would that would be one where <laughs> eighty. I just never saw Die Hard, man. Yeah, back then, '88. I mean, we didn't have like Netflix and. All we this VHS beta beta yeah, tapes. Man, I didn't. We didn't do all that in my house, man. My, yeah. So I don't. I just never saw it, and I never got around to see it. Just, just never seemed like something that, that I want. But so I'm not equipped to handle that question. I always laugh at people who debate it. I have no idea what they're talking about. Aren't you like the movie guy and giving reviews <laughs> on movies? I love movies now. Nowadays, I love me some movie, and I loved movies in the theater back then. I just never. Like, yeah, I'd be lucky if I got to go see my mom and dad. They work. You know, they didn't want to take me to no movie, man. Mr. Mr. Redbox himself, stumble out to a Redbox <laughs> and get some Die Hard and check it out. Then we'll, we'll come back to this question. Derek, Die Hard, Christmas movie, yes or no? Well, Todd, we're going to have to plan a movie night because I've never seen it either. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa! What are we doing? <laughs> I love it. How are we called the OGs and you guys haven't seen damn Die Hard? Yeah. What is happening? I don't even well Derek's got an excuse. He wasn't born in eighty eight yet. I was one. <laughs> so I was eleven at that time. A couple of years on you know. Yes, it's a Christmas movie. You guys go watch some damn die hard, you know, over over these holidays. Put Please. it on the list. The next RG party we'll have a There you go. Die hard. Oh man. All right, let's move on. Last question here. In a game of three on three basketball, so you gotta pay attention to the teams here. He set up the team. So he's got U two and CSU Ram against myself, Big T and the Siege. It's uh, a lot of size. There's a very important question that needs to be answered. All right, what do you got? Half, half court or full court? That's a, that's a great question. And so for the benefit of my team, we're going to play half court. <laughs> it's got to be half court. There's no way we're no way six of us are making it. This, this is the, the, the battle of speed against size right here. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, in the half court, I think you guys would have us. But full court, I think uh, I think we might be you guys. See that? There's that politician I'm talking about. That's my VP, baby. <laughs> Chop, what do you got? Uh, you know what? It's tough to it's tough to answer that because I've never seen Big T play, but I've heard great things about it about him. But I've never seen him play. I've seen Notorious at CSU Beer. I've seen all you guys play. I think me and Siege are obviously the throw-ins here, so we're not. It's not really matter how good or bad we are. But I would say uh, I would say my team has the advantage because I've seen Derek and CSU. 
man, you know, there's some, there's a skill set, man. When you can get to the basket, when you can dribble to the basket and get your shot up close, close range, that's a skill set, man, that not many people have. And CSU can get there, so so can uh, Notorious. So uh, maybe maybe uh, Big T's, you know, the second coming of something great. I don't know, but from what I know, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Notorious to CSU. Yeah, I think if you guys are hitting the outside shots, too, I think that's what it would come down to. You know, I, I've seen Pete. He can hit the three. Derek's got some game. He can hit the three. If it came down to that, you guys got to drag us big guys away from the hoop. That could be your advantage. But, you know, I, I think we dominate in the paint, though. So, I'm obviously going to go with our team. Hey, Bear, right. what was the name of that guy uh, that showed up at the very first basketball game and he was drunk already? Norman. Uh, the, the fantasy nomad. <laughs> Oh, that guy. He was just tackling guys on the court. Yeah, that was uh, and in, that dude was hammered. Wasn't it like eleven <laughs> in the morning we played too? Like it wasn't like we played at three in the afternoon. I mean, I I think he partied all night and showed up at the game and yeah, he was taking people out, dude. It was like remember the video game <laughs> Arch Rivals? No blood, no foul. That's what we were doing out there. What what the hell's going on here? So, all right, let's transition from that into some Thanksgiving questions. So from Ultimate sports fan on Twitter, favorite Thanksgiving Day dessert. Derek, I'll go with the traditional pumpkin pie. Chop. Yeah, I mean I can't get fancy here. Pumpkin pie is the best. I love pumpkin pie, but I slightly prefer a little pecan pie. You don't find it at a lot of Thanksgiving days, but I make that request, and that's my favorite. Also, he says, tough question. You prefer your family's cooking or your in-laws cooking? Derek, be careful here. I know your wife listens to the show occasionally. Yeah, well, her family doesn't do a whole lot of get-togethers, so uh, I'll go with my family. But the funny thing is, is you know, I have a very unique family, uh, I would say. Uh, so anytime we have a big event, we always make sure to ask who made which dishes and then uh, stay away from a select few. Mm. There you go. Chop, your family or the in-laws? Oh, man, that's... That's a no-brainer. I, I mean, my, my mother-in-law cooks great. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, I got to go with my family. My mom, my mom been cooking for, for me forever, so I love that food, man. Yeah, same. I mean, love my in-laws. They make some good stuff, but nothing like, uh, nothing like the old family cooking. So th- this is a tremendous question from Too Stealthy. Belt off after the meal, or you just start out in sweats? Chop. Uh, a, lot you gotta, of, a lot of food going down. So well, I got to drop the belt after the meal. I, I I'm not gonna do sweats on Thanksgiving Day, so <laughs> I got to drop the belt. But and I and I do drop the belt. That's not a that's not an exaggeration or just a movie thing. I do draw. I do unbuckle that belt, man. After that first round, Derek. Yeah, you can't wear sweats to Thanksgiving, so belt for sure. Yeah, we did one year. Like, let's just do a, a pajama Thanksgiving. It was a little weird. It was a little, <laughs> so it's a little weird. But everybody in their PJs and probably more food than should have been consumed that day. So you dial it back a little bit. You strap that belt on, and maybe you don't eat as much. So I'm in agreement with you guys. All right, let's play a little over-under. I just got a couple of them here. We'll start with, let's see, how many trips, how many plates of food over-under – Oh, where do I set a good line? Over under two and a half. Everybody goes back for seconds. Does this include dessert? Does not include dessert. Just just meal. Chop. Over. Over. Not even a not even a not question even, in his mind. Yeah, no, no doubt. Derek, over Man. under two and a half trips to the, the buffet line. 
It's got to be under. I just can't eat that much food at a time. So, sorry, guys. I, you know what? I'm under too, man. I, I, I like Thanksgiving because of the football and all that, but I, I think the turkey and all that's a little bit overrated. So, I'm, I'm going to eat it, but under. I'll make a second trip, but that's it. Then give me them desserts. So, the over-under I really want to get to, how many family members are going to annoy the shit out of you on Thanksgiving? <laughs> now, I'm not just talking about they bother you. You don't want them in your house. They're, they're really going to get under your skin. Over under four and a half. Derek. Oh, man. Now, it takes a lot to bug me, so I'll, I'll say under. But, uh, yeah, my family is pretty big. It's like 50 people. So, maybe, maybe this year we'll hit the over. Chop, over under four and a half. How many are going to annoy you? Well, the way you, you phrased the question, I'm going to say under because, you know, there's really nobody that's going to – I can pretty much block everybody out. So you're there and you're doing whatever you do. I can block you out. So the way you phrased it, I'm going to go under. But if you would have phrased it, how many are just going to annoy you, period, just by being there, the answer is every single one of them, <laughs> including – but that includes my wife and kids. I really don't want to hear none of them. You know, I just want to sit down and watch my – if we're, you know, it's two different things, but I, I just know nobody. I typically uh, know maybe one person. Maybe I might want to absolutely run out of there if I could, but usually that's, it's that's why I phrase it that way. Otherwise, yeah. we just all say everybody. So yeah. I, I got I got three right off the bat. You know, we need to know. We need to know, know who, who you who are. They are. Yeah, well, they know who they are. We, just, <laughs> we, we, you know, we give the, the little greeting. Hey, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving. There's not much else said beyond that. I'm in the other and I got 40 45 people I think coming to my house on Thursday so we'll make our pleasantries but I'm gonna go over as well I already know there's three there'll be a few other ones it gets stressful you know how Thanksgiving goes so I'll, I'll go over on that but looking forward to it for sure anything to add guys any questions any over-unders we wrapping this baby up I'll, I'll say this so this year we have to do something a little different Usually our Thanksgiving is everybody come over, you know, they start coming in around 11, 1130 foods out there around 1230. The game's already on somewhere around mid halftime to the end of that Dallas game. Everybody's trickling out and they're gone and that's it. We wrap it up and you know, I turn to my wife, every, everything, every, every holiday I turn to my wife and say, Hey, Thanksgiving 2018 in the books, Christmas 2018 in the book, you know, cause that's it. She knows I don't really dig all that stuff. So she gets mad at me, but I do it anyway. This year it's going to be different. My mom has to do something on Thursday morning. So I got to have the in-laws over here in the morning time. And we got to go through the whole process again at night when my mom and my dad Ooh. and my sister get over. Oh, so I got to do the girl. double, the double whammy. So man, we're whew, they're pushing my patience this year. No, <laughs> if my mom or dad are listening, hey, you know, no offense to you, but this is you know, this is tough. This is tough for me, man. I want to kind of sit down and watch that shootout at night. I got to do double Thanksgiving now, so it's rough, man. I'm, I'm, your prayers and thoughts are are very encouraged here. <laughs> you, you are hammering that over on the four and a half chop with, with the double Thanksgiving. That year is definitely going to be a lot of annoyance in your house. So. Whew, that, that's that's tough, man. One's enough, let alone two. Derek, final thoughts here before we get out of here for part one. Yeah, whether you're annoyed by your family or whether your lineups get off to a bad start in the three-game slate, don't worry. We can always hit the nets in the showdown slate. That's right. Couldn't say it better myself. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there. Enjoy the family, the food, the football, the friends. Should be a great day. 
We are going to come back with part two and cover everything you need to know for Sunday. I'll get to all the games Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night football. For Notorious, for Head Shopper, I am Beer, St. Salu again. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Good luck on this site. Have some fun with it. Win some money, and we'll see you back here for part two.